Okay, and we are live. What's up? Welcome to another episode of Platform the Daily. And today I have a very, very special guest with me. She is one of the reasons why I aspire to be a better person. It's weird how we haven't, like, we haven't even known each other for that long. But it feels like I've known you for longer, Ate. But it's just so surprising. And I truly believe that you are one of the reasons why women should be celebrated. And you are one of the reasons why women run the world. Everybody, please give a round of applause for my dearest Atarit. What's up, Ate? How are you doing? <laughs> pressure naman ako. Sorry, hello, I mean, hello. no pressure. I mean, based on the intro and based on what you told me before. I mean, just a few minutes ago. But I, re- I really do mean that. I swear to God. No, no drama, but yeah, I mean, what's up, Atarit? Hello, hello. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. <laughs> To everyone all over the world. Wow, all over the yes, world. Yes, worldwide. That's what's up. <laughs> all right. So, so ah, I'm so I don't know. I don't I don't know what I I feel right now. It's uh, for uh, this is my first time. So mm-hmm. in the podcast and um. Thank you. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what will happen and um what will be our topic. But I'm really very very excited. Um, I've been so excited I. since the first day you told me that you will put me as a guest. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, excited to do this. Are we okay. live? <laughs> yes, we are. And okay, so after it's being that that is your first time on the show, and I am more than grateful that you know you have honored me with being your first with your first time that you decided to be on my podcast. What are your <laughs> thoughts like now that you're actually in a podcast, whether it be a big one or not, like? Is there pressure? Are you nervous? Like, how are you feeling? I don't know. I just feel like I'm talking to you because I can see you now. So it's uh-huh. it feels like we're just chatting and we're just uh-huh. you know our usual conversation um, about life, about whatever it is that we wanted mm. to talk about. Just like okay, I think good. way back in December, our last uh-huh. chat was like way back in December. Uh-huh. So I feel that it will be just like that. Hopefully, you you, you and like you remember our chats like in the sauna when. Back in yeah. place, you know, right? Th- those weird stuff, right? 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 So it's not weird at all. It's life. So life happens. Oh yeah, but yeah, just be. I, I just want you to be relaxed, be comfortable. Yeah. So say whatever Definitely. you want. Okay, I'm in bed. Yeah. So I'm relaxed. Okay, that's good, right? So I hope the listeners are comfortable as well. So before we begin, why don't you give a short introduction about yourself so that I'm sure the people who know you. Already know your stature or your or your status in the world or in work at work, but or for those who don't, like just give us a very tiny short introduction about what yourself, what you do, what you love to do, your passion, you know, what you, sure. what, what gets you up in the morning, you know, that type. Sure, no problem. So, um, I'm Ritz, and what gets me up in the morning are my two cats. So I'm a fur mom of two, mm. um, adopted cat so one is four which is christian and then the other one is a year old which is anastasia so from oh, the names, names. itself <laughs> ah, 50 shades of gray 50 shades of gray okay i can tell yeah <laughs> so um that's the only book i read but that's on another topic um <laughs> i'm a uh, i'm a wife um i'm a what else? <laughs> what else i'm a daughter um i'm a sister uh, I'm just like you. I'm. I work. I get up in the morning. I work. I grind. I um, go about life, and um, I have friends. I think you can you can say that I'm 
point of view where I'm just a normal person, just mm. anybody, else, just like everybody else. That's nice. Okay, because one of the things uh, that I think uh, wanted me to get to know you better as a person was when I noticed or when we had that talk at Starbucks like last October. You remember that? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. So I was surprised at how you and Kyrg live your life. Mm-hmm. Especially the balance that you do, being a married couple and being so mm-hmm. happy, but at, but at the same time, you have time to pursue or achieve things outside, let's say, the pressure of society. Because mm-hmm. how I see you is that you have a great work ethic, and I admire and respect you for that. Because when you were at Starbucks during that evening, you were working inside. <laughs> I remember while we were hanging out, while Kuyanarji and I were hanging out outside. So mm-hmm. not that it was like a nut bust or anything, but I was just surprised that how can you work knowing that you are in a social setting and mm-hmm. knowing that you want to have fun, but at the same time you still have the drive to do what you love. Because I'm assuming from what you do and how how I've seen you work, like even during mm-hmm. the car, I, mm-hmm. even during in the car when you would check the guy tie. You would still be having meetings, working. Mm-hmm. It just blows me away because, for myself, I tend to have like a mode where I work. Like, if it's nine to five, sure I can work. But anything mm-hmm. beyond five p.m. Mm-hmm. is like, if I have to work, I'm like, Ugh. like, okay, I'm gonna work because I'm supposed to, not because I want to. But in your yeah. case, you can work. Any time of the day, because you really want to. Just like how you said earlier, you're out of shift. You're not in shift anymore, but mm-hmm. you're, you're still going to work. So where does that drive come from? Just other than, of course, you know, in the pursuit of money. Because the way I see it now, it's just beyond money. What drives you? It's. I think you really just love your job and you want to help people. I, I, at least that's how we see it. Because yeah. Now people have all the drive to work the way mm-hmm. you do. Right. Um. I guess it it all. Now you hear my ki- my cats. <laughs> Was it? That's, so, th- that's both of them. Oh. I'm so sorry. I think it's the time it's of fine. the month again. <laughs> but you must be um. No, no, no. They're just like that. <laughs> oh, okay. That's um. So I I guess to answer your question, when I when I'm hearing it from you, I sounded like a workaholic, but no. um, it's not always it's not always like that. I swear. Like when I was your age, I was younger. I was um like when it was my first job. Of course, I was um trying to manage my social life and then my oh. work life and then I'm new here in in the metro because I'm a provinciana so I'm from Bicol so when I came here I wouldn't want to spend my time just working for me it was just like a an eight to five job and then mm-hmm. once I'm done with work and then that's it but then um, as you grow older I guess you find that specific purpose in your mm-hmm. life that of course this is not like it doesn't you, you won't get it overnight it's of it's course. like long running pursuit of purpose and then um just one day i realized that hey why am i just working for money or why am i just busting my ass, ass out for for money when mm. i can do what i like or what i love and then 
be rewarded for it. So that's when I started looking for a, a company that I see myself growing old with, just like in relationship or in partner, right? Mm-hmm. I it it oh it's best that you're rewarded for it, but um, at the end of the day, uh, money is not everything because there was a that's job true. that I would I was like earning a lot a lot mm, but then i'm so exhausted at the end of the day and i can't even mm. it's very hard to wake up in the morning and you know you have alarm for every five minutes every 10 <laughs> yeah. minutes because you know that you're not really gonna wake up so it's so hard to to really work um that's why i told myself that okay um i've been there i've done that i've been working for money i've been working because i wanted to buy this buy that be this be that i want to be promoted i want to be this mm. and then now i think i'm ready to really do what i really wanted to do so that's when i found sendal so sendal is a logistics company but it's more on um eco-friendly so mm. they're taking care of um the world by offsetting carbon um, emissions so um, my love for nature and my mm. love for my passion is really um, being one with nature. <laughs> I don't know what what no, that is for others, uh. but yeah. But I I, I often um, I love hiking, mountaineering, trekking, mm. no. um, just anything that has um, plants, greens, and um, the 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 peace. Um, that I feel when I'm there in the forest is really yeah. different. So when I found this company that takes care of the world and I'm going to get paid for it, then mm. why not, right? I so I guess, it, yeah. yeah, it didn't even feel like job. That's why that's why I can't stop working because it. I can't stop doing things for the company because I know its purpose. I know that it's bigger than me and I know mm-hmm. that it's bigger than money. It sounds so cliche and it sounds so um <laughs> I don't know, out of this world for others, but yeah. um it's not that I'm rich. I'm not, I'm not I'm rich, but I'm not rich rich <laughs> that um I don't need money anymore. Of course I do. I need to pay bills. I need to feed the cat. I need uh-huh. to to buy stuff for for the for for the house but um at the end of the day what is more important to you right mm. is it earning that big bucks is it um what is it peace of mind is it um fulfilling your purpose is it you know be making other people happy so mm. it boils down to what do you really want to do? So it doesn't feel work anymore for me. It just feels that I'm contributing something for the world. And if I die tomorrow, I know that somewhat, somewhat, yes, I did something. That really does amaze me because I think about it almost every other week, sometimes sometimes even every other night. Some people live their lives and don't realize their purpose up until they're, they're like, what, 60, 70, 80? Sometimes... People even realize their purpose on their last day or even on their oh. deathbed. So it just really surprised me that as early as your age, as young as you are, it, you were able to figure out your purpose in life right away. 
and that takes a lot. You know. Yeah. Like, right. You True. Have the pressure of society, um, pre- pressure of parents. Mm-hmm. Just like what you said earlier to me before we、uh, before we started shooting.、Mm-hmm. At some point in your life, even before you knew it, you were somehow living your authentic self, even way before you knew the term. Even everyone knew, even before everyone knew the term was.、Mm-hmm. Right. So, what do you think? You know, help you discover discovered your purpose, or like, let's say when you were eighteen or twenty four. I'm like.、Mm-hmm. How would you say you were living authentic parts of yourself、like? when I was younger? Yeah,、um, I wasn't. I wasn't authentic、oh. at all. I wasn't. I was just anybody else. When you're a teenager, when you're discovering yourself,、um, you try to live、um, a life that is not yours because you、mm, wanted to、I、feel. You wanted to feel.、Um, That you belong. Like you're, yeah, that, that you're、yes. part of something, right? Yes, and so、um, it's really hard to be your authentic self when you're younger because you're trying to discover you,、mm. right?、Mm. So there was a phase where I wanted to have glasses because I wanted to feel like I'm cool. I wanted、mm. to wear this because that's everybody is wearing. I wanted to try this. I wanted to try that. I'm trying to 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 piece the puzzle. Of my life, of myself, on who I really am, and it didn't. It wasn't easy, and it wasn't quick. You know, like like you said that right now, I've discovered my purpose. I don't feel that it's my ultimate purpose yet. It's a、mm. purpose that I feel I'm happy with and I'm comfortable with.、Mm. I feel that there's still bigger purpose that I may have in the future,、um, but right now I'm happy where I am. I'm not. I'm not like perfect. I'm not fulfilled, fulfilled. But I'm happy、mm-hmm. right now with what I'm doing. So, in connection to the to being authentic into、um, that journey of my life, I、mm-hmm. feel that along the way, yeah,、um, you meet a lot of people.、Mm-hmm. You experience a lot of things. You fail. You cry. You stumble. You laugh. You celebrate. You. Uh, discover things about yourself. That that's when you you become authentic.、Um, mm. Pieces piece by piece, you form yourself. You form your authentic self, and then、um, later on,、um, you discover that oh, this is me. This is who I am. Because there was a moment before when <clears throat> there's a radio station in. In Metro Manila, where、um, they, I don't know, they ask you questions. You call, and then they ask、uh-huh. you questions, and then they let you choose from two options, like Pepsi, Coke, the、uh-huh. perfume, cologne, or whatever.、Yeah. It, it's I don't know why I called, and I don't know what the episode was, <laughs> but I called, and then people will judge you, like callers or, or, or like listeners will judge you, judge your personality. Like who、mm. you are. So that time、um, when I was being interviewed,、um, of course I was anom- anonymous.、Um, I can't pick one out of、mm. all the questions. It's always, yeah, I like that too. I like this too. And then the comment from the listeners where、um, you don't you don't know what you want. You don't know like who you are. You you can't even decide on these、oh, things.、Shit. 
how can you decide for your life that i don't know harsh <laughs> yes yeah. and that really struck me because um i was yeah. young then i was like 21 22 and then i was like i'm already 21 <laughs> i don't know what i want really i don't like mm-hmm. i don't know where I, I i'm at right now i don't can't even pick one you know product for yeah. myself so um that actually helped me realize that um somehow i still need to there's a lot of work still hmm. for me to discover myself you seem to be doing a pretty great job i hope I so <laughs> right. i because... hope so but you know what um <clears throat> i think just to add on that um being authentic doesn't mean it's already complete or it's already final because your authentic self changes as you rediscover yourself as you um, experience other other things as you go through challenges um your authentic now might not be the authentic 10 years ago Later or on, your yeah. authentic self or or the your authentic self after uh 10 years so it it for me it changes because like i've never really seen it that way because at least up until now of course but you have a good point because when i think of authentic self i always have this notion that who you really are who you've always been not who you're gonna be in the future but that is a good point like that is good for that is good food for thought well i wonder who i'm going to be in like when i'm 40 that's weird well well if you because because i don't think you you should be stagnant on who you are or right and on on who you who you were 10 years ago if you're still that person now that means you didn't grow yeah right so um that's why i feel that your authentic self will change but doesn't that doesn't remove the core your core values mm. and beliefs i feel that that's still there but somewhat you grow you mature you you love different things you like different that's things now than before because like i'm asking myself questions now like what was authentic to me 10 years ago mm-hmm. five years ago and what's authentic to me now so what's running through my head is that do my values still fall with what my values were 10 5 years ago it's just it's just it's mm-hmm. it's like a mind fuck you know like yeah shit like what you know what i mean like that's crazy but i'm going to be thinking about that tonight before i go to bed <laughs> but no i swear it's really i never really seen it that way that's it's like it's like good pressure in a sense but yeah that's mm-hmm. that's crazy anyway <laughs> because i'm pretty sure i'm not the only one who views you the way i see you right mm. of course we have a mutual friend yes mm-hmm. that who also like when we spoke she told me great things about you and i couldn't help but agree Ooh. who that who is that shout right? out to <laughs> okay like, shout out jenny what's up I- <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Jenny! <laughs> like, right. we're still gonna hang out, Jenny. Like, I'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing you. <laughs> I remember when we got on a call in January, I was surprised when she mentioned this coffee shop in Cabo. I was like, mm-hmm. where in Cabo? And then she was like, actually, I was like, 
there's only one cafe in Expo. So don't tell me it's the broom one, right? And they're like, how did you know? And I'm like, yo, do you know this two, the, this couple? And he was like, oh yeah, Mama Ritz. I was like, oh. So I was surprised that, you know, first of all, we had, Jenny and I had yeah. a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. Friends, rather, be, meaning you and Kiyarji. And then yeah. what she told me about you was, I couldn't agree better. Like, yeah, that's exactly how I see you. Like, in her case, just like what you said earlier, she, mm-hmm. all, I guess not only her, but most of the folks at the Bruman, shout out, mm-hmm. is that <laughs> they view you sort of like as this very wise mother figure. <laughs> right or like the go-to person like yo at their it's or mama it's i'm stuck in a rut or like Mm -hmm. i'm in a funk how do you get out of this so Mm -hmm. you're like this very wise advice giving loving person at the brewman and just like you know those things align with how i view you and how other people view you so i know that sometimes it can be pressuring because definitely it's nice when people think of you in such good light, right? It's it, of course. I, it, it warms your heart because it does the same mm-hmm. for me when people say good things about me and see me the way I never see myself, mm-hmm. right? Exactly, right. So, I mean, other than it's pressuring, why do you think people view you that way, especially between you and me, or you and uh, you and I, right? Like. Why do you think you have this certain touch in people's lives? Because I'm not that I'm pretty putting pressure on you, but you just have <laughs> this. How should I say this? You're just you, you just have this very warm aura. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh. You're like I don't know how to explain it, but why do you think that is? I mean, have I you can't... have you ever asked yourself that question? Um, I I do. I do every day, <laughs> every day, oh. because the reason first, just the background, the reason why I was able to bump into Brewman is that I was trying to find myself. It was with, in we were in pandemic. We don't have any for any place to go. We can't go out. The only place that me and RJ can go is the supermarket, and then mm. here at home. So I've discovered um, the Brewman, and I said that. Mm, this is a good place to hang out and then just to be me right so because I was in constant discovery of myself it doesn't stop I don't think it will stop so I went there and then I said that mm, this is a good place to be me to be alone and you know I wasn't even thinking or or um, <clears throat> planning on meeting people or having friends or I didn't even plan on who I want to to be when I'm there or like how people will see me. It's not it there's no plan at all. I just wanted to I just wanted to be there and and um be me. And then it's I don't know I really don't know what happened but people started to, you know, say hi and then um they started talking to me and then I just realized that every time I'm there somebody would sit where I'm seated and then they would just start chatting with me and they would just open up everything <laughs> and they would just mm, ask for advice and all of that how... so 
Yeah, so so I love that I'm helpful. So I guess one of my values and characteristics is that I love helping people. I like talking. I love talking to people. I love it when um, they realize things about themselves through me. Um, I love when um, they see some light in whatever you know rut they're in or tunnel that they're in um, it also gives me a sense of purpose in my life that I'm able to touch other people but it's not I didn't intend that to to I didn't intend to do that when I went to the Bruman but I guess most of the kids there I, I'd say kids because mm. they're like <laughs> 10 years younger than me uh. like from 20 to 25 so I guess they're there for a reason they're there because they might be looking for a mother figure, a sister figure, or um, someone that might, you know, they can talk to. It just so happened that I was there, and I'm the only one that, that age. So, um, so yeah, I guess that's why they were drawn to me. <laughs> that's, that's, that's very poetic, the way I see it. Uh, so, there's this program, and um, they get students from the university to be peer counselors mm-hmm. so peer counselors are like um, mini guidance counselors but they're more on um, creating projects um, workshops for students um, and having an office where students can go to and they talk to us about life about their grades about their um, can you hear me yeah Right, cool. So about their grades, about their, I don't know, any troubles that they have. So um, I believe it started there since my mom is a guidance counselor and I was a peer counselor when I was in college. Um, yeah. It, it didn't really um, go away or, or my, what do you call that? Like me being a peer counselor at that time, it grew on me uh-huh. and it became who I am I guess that's why ah, it, it you know it's natural sort of for developed. me to, yeah. yeah it's natural for me to talk to people when they're in trouble or um, when people wanted to um, have a chat with me I'm very open I'm that's why I feel that you 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 saw that I have like this warm personality I mm. believe it was developed way back when I was in, in <clears throat> college but at some point doesn't it get exhausting because I've had my experiences in being you know like the go-to mm-hmm. uh, friend for like yo bro I'm, I'm in some deep shit I'm like okay I understand I'm sorry that you're in some deep shit but I'm also in some deep shit myself so I really don't mm-hmm. have time to process your shit because I still have to process my shit but Okay, mm-hmm. sure. Just unload all of these onto me, like whatever. But doesn't doesn't it ever get to that point sometimes, or at least once where mm-hmm. where you just didn't want to hear anything from other people because you're you're processing stuff yourself in mm-hmm. your own life, right? I'm I'm pretty sure. Like, has it ever gotten exhausting at least at one point or another? Definitely, definitely, it 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 did. Um, there was when you're the go-to person, 
it it the the word of mouth is very powerful. Mm, <laughs> so yeah, I know. They, <laughs> so everyone <laughs> knew and everyone felt, and then there was one one point in my like last year where everyone was really talking to me and downloading all of these things in their lives that are mo- some of them are really heavy like even for me i mean there was a time that um i had to talk to my mom and then i had to ask for her advice on what i needed to do because it's affecting me already it was I was getting depressed because of it because I didn't know how to handle it myself. So I yeah. felt as an empath myself, I felt that I was responsible for that person's um well-being and for that person's um dilemma and for me to solve the the problem. So my mom told me that there are experts who train for those things and if you're not an expert, you shouldn't be even, you know, um trying to to solve them if you want to listen you can listen but that's it just listen and don't be accountable for for them on, or for what they're going through because at the end of the day probably they're just telling you because they wanted to share not really for you to solve so um it did true. got overwhelming at some point but um i guess I had to experience that. I needed to experience that because now um, I get to distance myself and I get to, um, you know, um, learn to to say no at times when when I feel that I'm unstable myself. Uh-huh. Um, it, it's not that you're saying no to a friend. It's just saying no to that specific information that you're gonna hear from them. Mm. So um, you can tell them that my mom told me that you can tell them that you're not in your right mind to be able to listen properly, and you wouldn't want to, you know, not give your hundred percent when yeah. you're when they they share things to you. So if you're unable to really listen, then don't don't accept it for now but make sure that you come from a place of care that you're not really dismissing them but more of you're also protecting yourself because mm. if you're not okay and if you're not 100% you won't be able to exactly. to really be there for them so how long did it take you to learn how to say no I'm still learning up until now, ah, actually. Really, really. It's hard because that's one of my weakness, if I may say. Um, it's hard for me to say no, especially if if people need help. Mm. Um, even with marketing people, um, I'm the worst person <laughs> to go to. Not for uh-huh. a marketing perspective, but yeah, in my yeah. perspective, I'm the worst because if somebody like tells me that hey I have this product you want to try okay <laughs> because I wanted to help I have that natural <laughs> thing where I wanted oh to help so, and it's very hard for me to say no so if somebody like chats with me and like a friend hey I started this business you want to try it out of course oh, I'm shit. there I'll be supporting you all the way so I'm that friend I mean that's nice I mean don't get me wrong That that is nice but just like for other occasions that when you know you have to say no but mm-hmm. it's in your nature that uh okay i'll give it a shot you know that yeah that's yeah 
it, it, it's 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 a it's a double-edged sword as exactly. other other people say it because um when you always say yes to others um you're saying no to yourself too exactly. so um it's difficult it gets difficult <clears throat> when you there will be a time there will be time when you will feel empty yourself because you've hmm. given it to everyone else yeah. apart from yourself so it's very important that um the lesson i learned there is that although i'm still learning up until now is that um when i say no i'm not really saying no to people but i'm saying yes to myself that's why i'm saying no now so that's why i i really um need to value more like my space my time my peace because i wouldn't be able to give more to others if i'm already um drained myself or exactly. if my battery is very low. correct what random question what mm-hmm. was the weirdest experience that you knew you had to say no but you said yes because like when i say weird experience i'm talking about like I remember this one time back in 2008, 2009. Somebody rang our doorbell. And of course, I thought like, okay, who the fuck could that be? It was like 4 or 5 p.m. in the afternoon. It was a it was a Sunday, I think, or a Saturday. Mm-hmm. It was a weekend. And then I opened the gate. I saw this guy holding a booklet and a pamphlet. And then he asked me, have you heard the word? the good word of our lord i'm like yeah. <laughs> no but okay I'm like do you mind if i share you some readings from i think it was jehovah's witness i think uh-huh. okay? something like that and then and then it was like do you mind if i share your some some words for for you from our bible to spread the good news and i'm like okay but deep down of course it was a sunday i was i think i was playing computer back then Mm-hmm. And like, okay, bro, you're, you're interrupting my game. Like, I don't want to hear it, but mm-hmm. I couldn't say no because I was like, what, 14 at the time? Yeah. 14, 15? Yeah. And then he just proceeded to read out lines in Tagalog. Like, it was the Tagalog Bible of yeah, Jehovah's yeah. Witness. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he was asking for a donation. I'm like, so what went through my head at the time was that So you take up my time for like five minutes, even though I'm not, I'm even though I'm I'm uninterested, and then you ask me for a donation mm-hmm. when you're just you know using another word for asking me for money. I mean, not that yeah. I'm, I'm not that I'm hating on Jehovah's Witness or any other religion. Yeah. But sure, sure. I was just like, because that for me is like one random experience or one weird uh-huh. experience that I had to say no, but I didn't say so. So what do you think you comes to mind? Yeah. Um, for me, I, at top of my head, I'm sure that there's a lot <laughs> on top of my head is, you know, those networking companies. I don't mm. have any problems with them, but uh-huh. I'm the worst at it because when somebody reach out to me and they're a friend, I would really say yes and then attend those What's meetings. The and <laughs> those. <laughs> I know, I know. And the reason why I said that it's the worst, but of course, um... I'm gonna I'm gonna share something else after what I'm gonna yeah. say now no, 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 no is worries. that I've spent around ugh, no. close to <laughs> six no. digits <laughs> just for that networking company 
and it really it really oh um, messed God. up our finances i was already with rg that time it messed up our finances it messed up our relationship oh it messed God. up some of my relationship with my friends and <laughs> but there's a silver lining there there's like you know mm-hmm. uh, a rainbow after the rain is that uh-huh. i've realized that anything that comes into our life anything that we say yes to we say no to um there's always a purpose on why it happens right okay so yeah. the purpose the purpose of that particular incident and in, in that particular experience for me and rg was that we were able to value our money more as early as like one to two years in relation in a relationship so we're able to because we struggled a lot that mm. that time and we didn't want to ask help from our family because we know that we fucked up <laughs> <laughs> so no yeah, we're gonna own like, this uh-huh. <laughs> right so um that's when we realized okay we're already 20 something we're i think we were 26 back then um and if we keep doing this we're not gonna go anywhere we're just gonna uh, you know spend more than what we have and yeah. we're just gonna um keep going the, down that rabbit hole so <clears throat> that's when we rediscovered um financial literacy um how to save and um how to do you hear my cat <laughs> yeah it's fine you do no worries. hold on give me one minute okay sure Hold on. Now I need no to. Worries. I need a minute. Hold on. Take your time. All right, I'm back. Okay. There. So, um, what was I saying? Um, so it it <clears throat> allowed us to rediscover our our or we we were able to find out about um financial literacy and um how to save and. It made us um, find our our company now. So aside mm. from my job, we also have like a um, we're a shareholder of of a company, financial services company, um, mm. that helps Filipino people to be financially stable and be financially educated. So it's that's why I always say that when you re- discover your authentic self and when you discover um, who you really are. It, it's not gonna come from like a good experience or like you know flowers and and rivers yeah. and anything. It will come from struggles and it will come from uncomfortable experiences and um, fuck ups, right? So um, I always believe that whatever it is that we've been through and whatever it is that we've experienced before and our, our our challenges before it made us who we are now and it made us stronger somehow that's that's really nice but my mind is still stuck to the fact that you know <laughs> i just can't like imagine probably how many networking companies you had to say yes to like how many packages did you have like How many platinum packages did you have to buy just because you couldn't say no? Because fuck, almost six digits. That's I know. That's a lot of money. I know, right? but it it also one one of the one of the things that I learned from that company as well is that 
I get to take care of my skin more. Mm, well, yeah, I mean, that's a bonus. That's a bonus. At least you got to use the all, you product. Know, products. Yes. It was, it, was, it was okay. It was a fun experience, actually. Did you ever, like, Thinking you know, at least make profit out of it? Like, not 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 maybe break even, but did you at least make, you know, at least 10, 15, 20 grand back? Or no, just like the product? No, it was, it was, um, it didn't even, we're not even like break even yet. No, we didn't reach that. It was more of going out than coming in. Ooh. Yeah. It was that bad, oh, but okay. again, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, it it was it was a good experience for us. Um, it also allowed us to discover um, about DreamWorks. We never knew ah, about DreamWorks yeah, before. Yeah. yeah, but that's when we were introduced to DreamWorks, and up until now. Um, 12 years later or 11 years later we're still doing the dream board and not just individual dream boards but um, um, couple or, or like as a as a husband and wife we mm-hmm. every at the beginning of the year we always talk about um, what our year will be and what we That's wanted great. to do in the next yeah. two three five years where we wanted to go um, what will our, our life be and stuff like that so um, there's a lot of things that we've learned from all of the things that we've experienced in the past. Be it good, be it bad, um, it doesn't matter. That's why when when people ask me like, what was it that you regret the most, or what do you want to change in your life? Mm. That's a, like a constant question for someone who's already old. <laughs> mm. I always say that there's none because. All of the heartbreaks in the past led me to RG now. Mm. All of the the failures in the past led me to my success now in my career. Mm. All of the friends who left me um, before led me to these close friends that I really value and values Mm. me as well. So um, it will be difficult to accept at that time, but... What I always say, tell other people or myself is that you might not understand it now, but you will, you will in the future. Eventually. You will in the future eventually. Because I kind of like you know think of, think of like regrets the same way, right? Like I think in the past I read the code. I think like there aren't any failures or regrets, just lessons, just lessons learned. I know it's a bit mm-hmm. cheesy, but. Yeah, as cheesy as it may be, it'd be true though. You no, know I mean, like, it is, yeah. I mean, it again, it depends on perspective. Like, if you view it as a failure or as a regret, and if you don't grow or pick up or learn from it, then of course, it's going to be nothing but an organic failure. But I don't know. Like, true. I think people should, like, you know, take notes of, like, you know, bad experiences, heartbreaks, a loss, mm-hmm. grievances, true, yes. rejection. Yes, you know? definitely. Because there was a saying that I love that, you know, about men. Like, you know, hard times build, I think, was it strong men, I think? Yeah, like that. yeah. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd beg to differ and say that, you know, it's not just about men. I think everyone, you know, hard yeah. times make people better in a, in a way. Sure, you're going to be harder in some regard. Like, you're going to be stone cold, but you eventually become better of it 
I mean, I look, I look I look back at my experiences myself. I'm not as like tender as I once was, but uh-huh. you know, I mean, you learn from it. But then again, which because I'm pretty sure, which brings me back to you. I'm sure the experiences you've had and the disappointments you've had in your life, mm-hmm. you know, be it the heartbreaks, disappointments, or, uh, failures in life, what have somehow made you harder as a person? Because I'm not comparing us, but it, for me, it made me harder as a person. I wasn't this soft or tender or as open or as expression, or I was more of like, you know, I couldn't express myself as much because of the experiences that happened to me. But in your case, he seems to still be so, you know, welcoming and you know, like, what's up? Give me a hug. You know, that type. <laughs> Even though you've had like hard times in your life. I, I mean, I'm Thanks. sure you're, I, I'm sure you're stronger as a person. I'm, I'm, I'm very sure of that. But why do you think you aren't like, I wouldn't say it's not stern. It's just that you're still very... I wouldn't say soft-spoken or like you know, but you're just I think, so very I think open, the, warm. You know, I think um, you become accepting as you experience these things, and you—it's humbling experience. It's a humbling yeah, exactly. experience. Yeah. In, in if I don't, I can't put it in any other word. But um, when you, it depends on your mindset on how you will take these things. Are you gonna? Put on walls because you've been hurt, or are you gonna open your doors more to other people who would give you more better? Yeah, it would give you better experiences than those that are hurting you. Um, are you gonna keep on going to or, or or going to those people who would give you, you know, make you feel bad about yourself, or will it be? Um, a lesson for you that okay, these are the people that might not be beneficial for me, so I'll be gearing towards these type of people. So yeah. I guess I'm not. <clears throat> it will go back to the being an, your authentic self. Is that um, I can't change everything about me because people don't like it or because people hurt me for it. Um, there will be a lot of times where people will see that as a vulnerability and will take it against you or will use it against you. Um, but I feel that um, that's on them. It's not on me. So I don't want to put walls because people hurt me. I'm mm. just going to be open to those who won't. <laughs> because at the end of the day, um, it's not it's not the, the hurt or the pain. Um, because that's pretty manageable. It's the people that won't hurt you that you don't want to close your door to. Because if you keep closing your doors, if you keep putting those walls up, you're also not allowing yourself to experience beautiful things. Because the the hard parts are part of life, and you will experience that. It's I don't think anybody wouldn't you know experience those things. So. Um, just be open to the possibility that um, there are good things in the world and there are good people despite whatever it is that you experienced before. Actually, I think 
that that was supposed to be my question. I just never had the words for it up until now. That how can you still have the you know like such a positive outlook on life despite you know everything that's bad happening in the world or everything that's everything you know bad that has that has happened to you. But I do get the gist. I think that was the answer. Even if I paraphrase it again, I think that was the answer. And right. it's mindset, I think. Hmm. Exactly. It's how you how you view things. Um, either you dwell on it, you cry, you you um, wallow, you I don't know, what whatever. It's 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 your decision. It's a daily decision. Yeah. Are you gonna let those people affect you and affect your life and affect your happiness, or are you just gonna move forward and accept that not everyone? will like you not everyone will be kind to you not everyone yeah. will be accepting not everyone will understand you and what you're dreaming of and you know um cheer you on not everyone will do that and we need those people actually we need those people and we need those experiences because it will allow you to see that um there are other sides uh, in the fence there are other you know of places um, in the world so you just <clears throat> make a constant decision on where you wanted to go to and then you focus on that path and you focus on that um, place where you wanted to end up that's nice because you know like not a lot of people have you know faith as to call mm-hmm. like in the world or like in people like most people I know at least when I was growing up you know like they lost their faith in people in humanity a long time ago and that uh, you know you can see how time and experience can change a person mm-hmm. and but yeah it'd be true though when you say that yes mindset is everything because when I think of examples I think of like you know uh, vet, war army veterans or war veterans who experience PTSD but they come out as you know better people even after you know seeing how terrible war is but yeah i mean yeah but yeah the mind is a powerful thing you know, like it, it can do a lot so but and um mind you it's not it's not every like i'm not a stuff and as accepting and as happy and as positive yeah, we all have every time like yeah, there's there's I am I am as as I mentioned I'm I'm a very empath I'm an empath and I'm I'm really invested in people I invest in people and I I value them so when I'm hurt especially when somebody hurt me um especially if there's someone that I've spent my time with and I've invested my time to and and I'm I'm really considering as someone I care for it would really be very helpful hurtful for me and it will be um it will take time for me to recover from it Mm. you go through that five stages of grief right Mm, so it's not it's not just loss it it's still loss if it's like a friend right so you go through that and then at the end of the day you'll accept that not everybody will stay and the only constant thing in life is you yourself nobody else like your family your husband your partner your even your kids if you have kids um your friends they're not gonna 
be there forever. So I, it's very hard to hold on to people because yes. people change, people go, people move on. People, mm-hmm. your friends now will have family in the future, and yep. that's their priority, and not you anymore. So if you keep on holding on to people and wanting them to to stay and be there for you and just be by your side, you're that's gonna toxic, end up. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna end up very sad. Like, so you need to like, accept that. Yeah, that, because that's the reality of life. I mean, sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not pointing fingers like, okay, if you're needy, that's your fault. Okay, you have your experiences. You, you have your traumatic experiences. But, man, that shit is just toxic. You know, like, <laughs> don't have kids because, like, I we're not going to be able to hang out anymore. Like, what the fuck, dude? All right? But one thing that caught my ear when you were saying something earlier was about humbling experiences, right? When you were younger, because like we all have that peak, right, in our twenties, where mm-hmm. we're at that just at that time of our lives when we're at our best when it comes to earning capacity, the drive, the motivation. You just feel that you're invincible. That okay, uh-huh. I'm 25. I can do everything. I can get my first million by 26, 27. Mm-hmm. I'm earning 150,000 a month. There's nothing I can't do. Mm-hmm. You think that you're so high up? Okay, that that is redundant. Okay, I'm sorry, but you, <laughs> you just feel that you're so high that your feet are just literally off the ground. But mm-hmm. have you ever had that time or an experience where your the arrogance of youth had the best of you? Because when it comes to me, I there was a point in my life where. I think I was 20, 25 at the time. Mm-hmm. So a couple was, of years ago. <laughs> yeah, a couple of years ago, I was earning six. Mm-hmm. I was earning sometimes six digits, but it was yeah, yeah regularly I was earning six digits. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna lie, I had money get the best of me. Mm-hmm. That you know, like I'm like fuck that. I can. So what? You know, like it made me. It may be an asshole. I was very insensitive to other people, mm-hmm. and yeah, it just got the best of me. You know, like I, the plus that and the arrogance of youth. That you know what? Mm-hmm. There's nothing I can't do. Fuck that. You know, I got, I got, I got a job offer back then. You know, like I, I, I ain't taking that shit because you can't pay me the way these guys do. Mm-hmm. Even though that company who was offering me a job had much better uh, yeah. career growth. And you know, mm-hmm. character development. So, in your experience, was there a time in your life when you know the arrogance of youth got the best of you, or just arrogance in, in and of itself, just like you know? Um, got the best. Thinking back, thinking back, I believe um, we we didn't grow up um, well off. It was very humbling in a sense that it's it's. Um, what do you call this? Hand to mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, when when we were growing up, so we weren't able to really experience you know luxur- luxurious things and um, things that people would or kids would dream of, like toys, Barbie dolls, and all of that. So when I got a job, what I really focused on is to buy things. So I wasn't. 
arrogant in a sense that um, I'm gonna spend this all, or I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, or um, I can be more and I can be that. It's more of, I believe, arrogance in um, being independent. That I don't need you, I don't need anybody else. I don't <laughs> need that one as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah, my, no, God. I, my God. I I can do this alone. I can do this by myself. Um, I don't need family. I don't need you know stuff like that. So there was a point in my in my youth where um, I wasn't really I wasn't really saving up money. I wasn't um, really looking for any career growth at that time. I wasn't. I was just having fun. Mm. That's it. Day in, day out, I would drink, I would party, I would, um, you know, be with people and just hang out and not think of the future, not think of myself, my health, um, relationship. I didn't, it didn't cross my mind to have a husband, to have a family, because I just want to be by myself. So, mm-hmm. it, it was like good four years. <laughs> I'm not mistaken that I was like that but then um, I, you'll get to a point where um, you get tired of it and you realize that oh, what am I doing with my life again why am I here why, am I, why do I feel stuck and why do I feel like I'm just doing this over and over and over yeah, again yeah, yeah. not getting any value out of it I just feel tired more. I'm always hangover. Yeah. I'm always sleeping elsewhere, and I was right. So it, you'll get tired of it. You you'll realize yeah, that yeah. that um, the things that you value more. So you'll value family more. You'll value your peace more. You'll value, I don't know, um, travel or or long term relationship. Because before RG. Um, I never had a relationship more than a month. Mm, it's yeah, always yeah, before like less than a month because I'm afraid to get hurt. I'm afraid mm. to get rejected. So I, I get ahead of of it and I stop when it's getting good. Mm. So, um, I I was too independent, but I didn't want to depend on anyone at all at that time. So, so. But yeah, it was it was a good run. <laughs> it was a good, right. I was thinking about that part of my life, and I believe that it's not everyone should experience it. But we go through that, I believe, one point in our life. Yeah, I know what you mean because when I think of humbling experiences, they come in different shapes and forms for all people. Yeah. Right and. I think there's a reason why they call it a humbling experience because mm-hmm. it really does change it your does. perspective. Because it does. I remember what had happened to me, like my whole world just changed. I wouldn't say crack I wouldn't say it came crashing down, but and I I actually am grateful for it because mm-hmm. I wouldn't be this person who I am today if not for that. Because Yeah. Looking back at how I was back then, I hate myself. Like right now, the current me hates that guy. Like fuck that guy, man. Like, why is he even alive? Like, what an asshole. Because the arrogance of men is something else. And I think I truly believe that you know men are trash. We because we really are. 
But... I have a question for you. I know that yeah. this is your podcast. Yeah, I have go. a question I, for you. Ate, go. No worries. What what will you tell your 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 five year old self? Five year old younger self? Is that the right question? If Good question. You're, if you're you're with that person now, um and they're in front of you, what are you gonna tell them? Either advice or you can curse at them or I don't know whatever it is that you wanted to say to that person I've never really thought of it that way because it was always me who'd be asking that question but now that it's being asked to me I guess it's it's just that you know like hmm I've, I'd say to that kid that do what you want and do what you love because People are going to tell you otherwise that you got to do this. Your parents want you to do that. And trust me, the pressure will be unreal that you're not going to be happy. Trust me. I'm like I'm talking from experience like you know like I know I'm I know that I'm gonna, that I'm talking to myself, but back then, yeah. I was told to do different things because not because I wanted to because that's what they thought fit me. So just do you and everything's going to be okay. You know, because growing up, that was the constant pressure that I had. Yeah. Uh, what happens if I don't get this A plus or like this mm-hmm. 97 grade on on the card? Yeah. Yeah. Like there was this constant pressure of just like your grade is not allowed to drop this this mark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, pressure just eats you up as a kid. True. And yeah, I think for me, that's what I would tell myself. You know, just. Everything's going to be okay. As I know, it's very vague in that regard, but because it is going to be right, it is because okay can mean a lot of things. Like, mm-hmm. like how is everything going to be okay? Like, okay financially, okay mentally, emotionally, physically. How is okay? Just trust me. Everything's going to be okay. Just trust the process because I've had my fair share of you know weird people, weird circles, good and bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like and just just like you said, just to figure out who who the fuck I am, mm-hmm. and I've been through like more circles than I can remember. None of them worked up yeah. until you know last year, last uh, two years ago. But yeah, I think that's what I would tell five year old me. Everything's gonna be okay. Just you know, don't mind the bullshit. Do you, do you think bad. he'll believe you? I know he. I know he's not gonna believe me, be, being he's five years old, but. <laughs> I think because like I don't really talk well to kids. I'm not a kid oh, person. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 five year younger than oh. you, not five year old. Five oh. years younger than you, so around twenty, twenty one. Pretty much the same thing, you know. Just like don't live under the pressure of society, the norms, mm-hmm. your parents, or friends, mm-hmm. because like pressure has been a great deal in my li- has been a great mark in my life ever uh-huh. since I, as for as long for as long as I can remember. I've always lived under pressure because, like, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to achieve this, you got to get that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at 20, I started working when I was 18 because, like, I wanted to get like my first car at this time. I mm-hmm. wanted to to earn this amount at this age. It was all about hitting something at an age because society or like YouTube, social media was showing me to do so. Like, okay, you got to be successful by 25 or not. If not. You're just a you know like a worthless piece of shit. 
So, but that that's the thing. What is success, right? It success differs um, exactly with each person, and I hate that social media. Um, not all, but most of it um, defines success as material things and exactly. things that aren't even um, important to other people. So it's very important for me if I'm gonna teach something to my. 21 year old self is that define your own success what is successful to you what do you value what's important to you because although i'm not into i'm not that drawn into material things that much even when i was spending it's more of socializing and you know drinking and all of that but not really you know spending too much for stuff for myself not not really so um it's really important that kids would know their measuring stick what is, mm. the, what is the success for you how do you define it where are you most happy and comfortable with it doesn't matter if you have a million now when you're 21 what are you gonna do with the million exactly what what is that thing that's very important to you what is that <clears throat> one million worth is it because you wanted to buy a house because that house will you know shelter a family that you really love kids that you wanted to to yeah. um to take care of or is it that car because you wanted to travel not don't focus on that material thing and that money because mm. money comes and goes it yep. everything that we have now it can be taken um right that instant you know a typhoon a earthquake whatever it is um fire or you know it just disappears so yeah. what now if it's gone if who are you without that without the exactly. money without the without the good the clothes the designer clothes the bags the shoes the house the car yeah. who are you that can't be taken away from you not even I know what you mean. money power or whatever it's it's you who you need to develop and you need to invest on not material things yeah because i remember in my chase of the superficial things in life i lost myself along the way and you know the humbling experience was that it was crazy because like i said back at the peak of my youth i'd say peak of my youth i'd say peak I mean peak of like my potential back then, the, the drive of a young man wanting to be successful and the chase of material stuff was that. Uh, I remember it, there was one night, I think there was, this was somewhere in 2019. I was, I was tired because like we were working six, seven days a week, sometimes even mm -hmm. 14 days straight. And I was working in Pasai and I'm from Commonwealth, that's like North and South, right? Yeah. So, the the travel alone whether it be driving or commuting would tire me already and then there was just like this one night i think i was uh, sorry like somewhere in like the fourth sixth month somewhere along that line i was wondering like okay i've achieved at least my financial goal for this year on like the fourth fifth sixth month what now i was asking yeah. myself and there was this quote that hit me that I, I remember reading about it when I was younger that the the top of the mountain can get lonely sometimes and mm -hmm. it, it really did hit me because like I, I had all the money that I had ever dreamed of but at the mm -hmm. same time 
I had nothing. Do you get my, do, yeah. do you get what I mean? Like, yes, definitely. You are rich in terms of money, but you're poor in everything else. Like, because like I only had like four days off in a month, four fucking mm-hmm. days off. Mm-hmm. So I had four days to either sleep, go out, mm-hmm. go shopping, and do my errands. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And on most of my days off, I would just sleep because I was that tired. My, yeah. Literally, I was tired mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. So, I asked myself, what the fuck am I doing? In the pursuit of money, I was killing myself for four, five, six months. Mm-hmm. Now I have the money. What, what comes next? Like, And it did hit me because it did get lonely because you wake up, you go to work, you come home, you mm-hmm. go to sleep. You got time for nothing True. else. True. So, and and what you usually do is that you compensate for the lost time that you should be spending with your family, with your friends, exactly by just buying stuff. That's when I guess yeah. other people would just um, go and just buy stuff for them to feel better about themselves and for them to see that whatever they're doing is justified. Yeah, it's justified, right? right? And and that there's a reward and that they there's something tangible that they can see because of what they're doing so um everyone goes through that i'm I'm not sure if not everyone but i've been through that as well and then um the only question i ask myself is that um is this something that i wanted to continue is this something that i wanted my kids to see when Mm. when they grow up or when they're growing Is, is this what I can say that I'm proud of to share to them that this is this is me. So that that question really struck me because at that time, yes, I was was um, earning a lot. I was traveling. I was um, given money for for stuff. So, um, but what I value isn't in that company, and mm. there was corruption everywhere. So I was like, uh, yeah, really, I would, I would. I am with this company, really. Same. So I was oh like, I was like, I was like, uh, it's it's something that it's a point in my life where um, I I thought of what's really important to me. Is it the money or is it my peace of mind and mm. uh, my values? Because I felt that if I continue um, going through that path, I might lose who I am or. Mm what value what I value the most and yeah. I didn't want to lose that so that's why I left oh that's very admirable of you because like what back in my shoes back then like I didn't have the guts to leave because in the pursuit of money and I remember even on most nights when I'd come home I'd be dead ass tired I kept on telling myself that it's part of the struggle it's part of the process if you want to be rich and powerful you're gonna get tired you're you're gonna lose your social life but it was all just a fucking lie you know i mean like i kept on telling myself shit just to make me feel better about myself i i wasn't able to go out and even spend my money i just had the money Mm -hmm. it was just Mm -hmm. sitting in my bank i couldn't even Mm -hmm. go out and buy myself you know like any if i mean okay because that's one of my bad habits like i spend a lot on certain stuff Mm. especially clothes and shoes Mm -hmm. and watches i couldn't even buy myself like a decent shirt because I had no yeah. time for it. So I kept telling myself, you know what? It's part of being successful. You know, you're going to get lonely. It's going to get tiring. When in reality, 
I was just pretty much selling my soul to the fucking devil, which was fucking money. At least that's how I see it or saw it. My question to you now is, why did it, why did you feel that you need to to chase money and power? Why because, didn't, why do you want to be powerful and rich? Because in the you because the arrogance of being independent. I mm-hmm. I didn't want to ask anybody for help. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to, you know, ask for anybody because I didn't want him to feel that oh he he still can't handle himself at his age he, he's living alone mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. why can't he do shit I'm like okay I'm gonna show everybody I'm not I I don't yeah. need you I don't need your help I don't need your advice yeah. I'm gonna do me and make and make sure I'm successful with or without you apparently mm-hmm. that was a very bad mindset because True. people is what makes you better. Life, I mean, it's the people around you. It's their relationships that are, I think, are one of the things that define life in a good way. At least that's how I. Yeah, feel. true. Right. Correct. So, that's why you need to make sure that you're within the right group. Exactly. Right. Because, because what what if you if you know this um, <clears throat> what do you call this like you're the average of the five people that you're with. Um, that that rings truth to me because um, it's important that you choose your circle because yeah. whoever you spend your your time with that's gonna be who you are. Exactly. So it's not it's not that you're gonna be picky of who you're you're friends with. You're you're still gonna be friends with everybody that you want to yeah. be friends with. But where you spend your time with that's very important. Is it a coach? Is it a mentor? Is it a yep. a good friend who listens? A friend that is really sincere, authentic, and really cares about you? Is it family or yeah? Will it be social media? I don't know. You yeah. think? I I believe that because energy is something that we pick up on subconsciously. And mm-hmm. back when I was working that with that company, everybody was talking about money, earning about money, mm-hmm. and every payday. That's why you're. And every and every payday we would be asking like, "Yo, how much was your bonus?" I'm like, "Hi, right. I got bigger bonuses than you." I'm like, right. "So you're stuck in this just fucking bubble?" Like, okay, I gotta out earn that motherfucker right there, or I gotta earn more than, yeah. than my manager. So, yeah, maybe that's why I got so fucking greedy with money and got and got so arrogant because because and, of and the culture. The and lonely, yeah, and lonely right? because the culture is bad, and at the same time, when I come home. I had no so I had no circle, except yeah. for me and my fucking problems, or at least with my thoughts. So, mm. you know, sooner or later, I had to fucking leave, and Curious. all of the success, all of the fucking golds, all the hard earned money, hard earned money I worked so hard to achieve, was taken away from me in an instant. So, that's when I figured out that you know what, fuck money. It's not everything. Yes, it's important to live with money for the comfort. For, for the comforts of life mm-hmm. but there's more to life than money there's more to life than you know material things and that's when I really had like you know a change of heart because I was really brought down you know what I mean like my view of life and things just completely changed like I would say that I am happier now than mm-hmm. I was two three years ago because Money ain't shit we're, if you don't have people in your life. Yeah, correct. We're, we're not we're not saying that we hate money. Of course yeah, we don't. Money is important. <laughs> we we still love money. Who doesn't? Right? It's still a, a necessity. 
I would say that money is a tool for mm. us to get the things that are important to us. Yeah. So that well that's said. it. Well so, so the money for me is just one way to get those things that are important to you. But there are other things that will get you there aside from money, yeah. right? So, um, it's good that you have money, but. Like what you were using, the term that you've been using before is chase. When you chase on something or someone or whatever it is, it's like you're always behind, hmm. right? Because you're chasing. And exactly. I, when will you stop? I don't think you will ever stop when you your mindset is chasing that person, that dream, that money, that whatever it is. It's more of... Um, do what you love, do what you want, um, do what makes you happy, and then yeah. the blessings will flow. Well, yeah, we'll, if you good, right? If you're kind, if you're accepting, if you're open to possibilities, if your mind is in the right place, your heart is in the right place, and you're you're doing good to the community, to other people, and whatnot. Blessings will follow, and you won't even think of the amount of money that you will receive. Any blessing that you will receive is a blessing, hmm. and you will be very happy about it. It doesn't the the millions, the thousands, the pesos, the cents. It's not gonna matter anymore because you're happy. It's not gonna be defined by what's in your bank account, how big is your house, how many cars you have, or how many parties you attend to. Hmm. It's not. Because at the end of the day, when you go home, is it gonna be you and yourself, or yeah. is it gonna be you know fulfilled because you know that you did something good? Yeah, and honestly, now like I just I'm happy with the simple things in life. Like I said, mm-hmm. there were I think I I did an episode with Johnny two episodes ago about the simple pleasures in life. Mm-hmm. Heck, I'm even happy just like by smelling. My brewed coffee in the morning. Knowing yeah, that, knowing that I'm about to have coffee just makes me happy. It's True. so weird. In the past, I'd be so maarte by, oh, it's not you know, it's it's not like SBC or like Starbucks. Yeah. I'm like, ew. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> fuck that guy, man. Like, fuck <laughs> that guy. Now I'm even happy just to just fucking have my own coffee, brew it, and go down, and just like five minutes later, I can smell that good fucking aroma. I'm like. I know. This is life. Like, what a good morning. Nothing beats the um, sunrise and a cup of coffee in your exactly. hand. Exactly. And a good like, view. Right? I know. It's like so, sometimes sometimes um, we get to, to, our mind gets too cluttered on what is important to everybody else. That sometimes it also, we also wish that we have those things because it feels good. It looks yeah. good. It people would put hearts on it or would like it. So yeah. if you get validation from 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 other people who doesn't even care about your life, right? Exactly. But at the end of the day, what really makes you happy? Like that sunrise is like amazing when you see it on top of the mountain and then everything's quiet and my cat didn't poop everywhere <laughs> or you know the i have things. food for them the small things and um i guess as you grow older you get to appreciate them more that yep. it doesn't matter where you are like which 
country you traveled to or where you went or what have you built already um what matters is who you really are and what you value and what have you done for others and for yourself too i mean yeah i mean everything everything that you just said just completely makes sense to me but it's almost nearing 7 p.m (laughs) so uh I want just I just want to check in. Like, how are you feeling so far? About like, does does it feel like we're live or something or that? No, not at all. It just feels like I'm talking to you. Okay, it's like question. a normal conversation. Question. So, uh, would you be so gracious as to ever come back on the show? Because, not gonna lie, I still want to talk. I, we still have a lot of things to cover. Right. Mm-hmm. Because like it's been an hour and twenty minutes. Really? We've only covered <laughs> two topics, I think, right? Just figuring things out and your authentic self. Th- those are only mm-hmm. two things that I want to cover with you. And th- there's a problem with OBS that it only lets me record for like an hour. I don't know why. So would you be ever so gracious to like come back again for like the next episode or what? I'd love to, but I wanted to ask your listeners to. Yeah, go. I don't know if they if they um, are able to comment or no. send you a message. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how they that can works. send voice messages. I just haven't cool. played any on, on the show because they asked me not to. Some of the comments or feedback. But yeah, cool. go ahead, ask so away. If, they, if they can send you a comment, a shout out, or whatever, if they wanted to, um, us to have a chat further. But I'm definitely down, and I'm happy to, you know, um, talk more about life, about relationships, about sex, whatever it is that they mm. want to. I believe it's best if you ask them what topic <laughs> they want to um, for that us is, to talk yeah. about. That would be very interesting. Okay, I will. I'll take into that. Unfortunately, everybody, the audio for the last part was cut or got corrupted because of OBS fucking up, like I mentioned. But just to give you a gist, the closing remarks were that I was just thanking Ataritz again for coming on today's episode, and she just said the same. So again, big shout outs and big thank you to you, Ataritz. And at the same time, you did hear her. If you want us to cover anything, feel free to send over a voice message in the link in the description box down below. We'd be more than happy to cover it, or I'd be more than happy to cover it. And yeah, if you enjoyed this week's episode of Life on the Daily, please follow and share the podcast to your friends and family. It would definitely mean a lot to me, and it would help the podcast a lot. And yeah, big shout outs to the Brewman Cafe, and big shout outs to AP Gaming. Thanks so much. And yeah, take care of yourselves, y'all. Virtual hugs. Peace.